0: Well, welcome to valley hoops insider podcast part of the valley hoops insider website i'm harry schrader editor of the side host of the show and you can see right there on the screen with me kevin saul he is the athletic director at murray state university and of course people here on our site you know we cover both the ohio valley conference and the missouri valley conference and the racers are kind of bridging the gap right now and so it's kind of an interesting time and kevin uh, first, I just want to say thanks for taking time out of your crazy schedule to, to hang out and 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 to talk hoops and to talk Murray State with us today.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's, the pleasure is all mine. I appreciate the opportunity, uh, Harry, and and uh, certainly appreciate all the work that you do covering the OVC and the MVC. At a lot of context and flavor to matchups. And I know it takes a lot of time You do great work. So thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, we love those leagues. You're relatively new as the athletic director there, just a couple of years. uh, and, And you were at Kentucky before that. Just tell us a little bit about you, how you ended up at Murray.
1: So I grew up in a very small college town in Manhattan, Kansas. My dad was a psychology professor. Mom worked in the College of Arts and Sciences. Dad's career took him through higher academics at three or four institutions. He finished up as a provost. And and I was a student athlete at two different institutions, undergrad. I uh, got my master's degree at KU and Lawrence. I started working at Kansas State in 2000, um, made a stop at UMKC, a 12-year stop at Kentucky, and have uh, just closing in on, on three years uh, at Murray State. I started in March of 2019, uh, right towards the end of that uh, magical season that the racers had with John Morant. Uh,
0: so obviously, the college life is... In you at birth, I mean in you the whole time. Uh, it's an exciting place to be, isn't it? The college campus.
1: It really is. I can tell you. It w- and your your program is only so long. But uh, <laughs> dad being a professor, you have got two older sisters. In the summertime, we would we would go up. Uh, his academic load was pretty light. We would actually go up and hang out in the empty office or the break room uh, at the in the psychology building at Kansas State and. Dad would take us to the student union occasionally he'd have us actually sit in on a class there was one child psychology class where they were focusing in on tv and advertising and its impact on like dad would have us in the classes so i've been on a college campus kind of born and raised for a long time and dad was and mom were both very supportive in terms of me and my sister's athletics and also getting us exposed to Fine arts and higher education and athletics at Kansas State, so I got to grow up watching coaches like Jack Hartman and Lon Kruger and Dana Altman and Bill Snyder, and 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 it was just ate up with athletics and the culture uh, with intercollegiate athletics.
0: A lot of those guys I've met; those are those are good people you're talking about. Um, So you're at Murray now as the athletic director, and that's just got to be a gigantic, wide kind of job. I mean, you've got all the different sports, and then raising finance, all those kinds of things. It's got to be pretty demanding.
1: It's a fun job. And uh, I've learned from some unbelievable mentors in the business. Uh, My greatest mentor is Mitch Barnhart, who's the AD at at Kentucky. And um, he's unbelievable, not only while you're there, but since I've left, we, we probably chat once a week or once every two weeks. And he's always calling to check in and see how things are going. And he's a constant barometer for me. But working in athletics for the last 25 years, I've, I've been able to work with some unbelievable coaches and uh, just some great administrators, whether it's Rob Mullins that's at Oregon or, or John Cohen's at Mississippi State, Scott Strickland at Florida, uh, Greg Byrne at Alabama, uh, overlapping with those guys at, at Kentucky. You just don't know uh, during that time in the current period that, man, these guys are going to go off and do some amazing things. Uh, For me, it was just soaking up everything that I could during that that opportunity. It's prepared us well for this opportunity.
0: We're going to talk a little bit, or we're going to talk a lot about you guys joining the Missouri Valley Conference. Before we get to there, uh, Matt McMahon, I've just got so much respect, and, and I enjoy watching him work, enjoy talking to him. Tell the people in the Missouri Valley Conference that are going to be watching this podcast, just tell them more about Matt McMahon.
1: Well, I, I will start with just working in this business for 25 years. There are certainly coaches that separate themselves. And, and if I had to create a Mount Rushmore of coaches, Matt McMahon would be on it. He is, um, he is first and foremost uh, highly attentive to the student-athlete experience. Our guys have great relationship with him. Um, he's very intentional um, and purposeful in terms of selecting staff. Uh, so he's got a dynamic uh, group of leaders of men is how I would refer to his staff. Um, he is highly involved in every detail uh, that he possibly could be, whether that's scheduling, recruiting. Um, he manages and navigates his way through those conversations in a really great way. He's he's grown tremendously as a head coach in the last, you know, seven years. And uh, we are thrilled to have him, his wife, Mary, and their kids. They love Murray. And uh, he has... Uh, obviously, growing up uh, in the coaching business, uh, one of his mentors is Coach Prom. And being on Coach Prohm's staff and then having an opportunity to lead uh, the racers here, I know has been just um, a, a great honor for him. And he treats it like that every mm-hmm. single day of the week, every minute of the day. He, he does a phenomenal job uh, honoring the job and respecting the job and, and pushing us forward. Ultimately, um, he produces incredible teams. Um, and our fans are just thrilled to have him here in Murray and it's been an unbelievable experience.
0: When I talk to him he just gushes right he gushes about his players. I'll ask him about a guy and he'll just go off and oh and he's there I mean like it just it comes from internal, doesn't it It comes from the insides
1: yeah, there's no doubt he is a basketball junkie as you would expect he he will come up with some of the most interesting stats. Uh, if, you fall, if you follow uh, the Racer Hoops, the men's basketball, uh, Twitter and Instagram, a lot of those stats will make it on uh, uh, digital graphics that go out. And and uh, we just do an awesome job. He promotes the program so well and represents our university and our basketball program uh, in a first-class manner.
0: So Murray State, long-time, long time charter member of the OVC. The idea of leaving the Ohio Valley Conference had to be I don't know, emotionally challenging for the locals, the staff, the people that have been there a long time.
1: Harry, I don't think there's any question with that. If you look at the OBC, was actually formed prior to World War II mm-hmm. uh, and was on pause. Uh, Roy Stewart, who was a football coach here and athletics director here um, was paramount in forming the OBC uh, back uh, during that time. Uh, it was on pause over over World War II and then really kick-started in 1948. And uh, the Racers won the, the first OVC championship in football in 1948. Um, just a great history. Mm. Uh, you start thinking about recent history with Coach Green, um, Ron Green, ushering in the, uh, the modern era of racer basketball, if you will. Since 1980, the Racers have won 55% of the postseason OVC tournament championships um, in basketball. And I could, I could hit you with stats all day long. From, <laughs> from that perspective, you talk about longevity within a league. We did a little bit of research as part of the process with the Missouri Valley Conference to say of the th- 358 Division One institutions that exist today, what percentage of those would you say are in the same league that, that, that uh, today that they were in 1948. Harry, what would you think <laughs> that percentage would be? It would be pretty low. Yeah, it's <laughs> 7.2%. Wow. Um, and so our loyalty is unquestioned. Uh, we are who we are because of the OVC. We're incredibly appreciative of that. We want to honor that and certainly hope that our comments have, have done that. Our fans um, certainly are reflective of, uh, in retrospective about everything that the OVC has meant. You got to remember, we have fans that if they're in there, maybe they're, they're past their, their working age and they're in their sixties and seventies, they've lived through three generations, three or four generations of OVC. Mm -hmm. And so it's all they've ever known. And so, um, there's certainly excitement about the next step, but there's obviously a, a desire for us to honor, to exit well and honor where we've been.
0: The uh, Missouri Valley came calling, I don't know the exact process, Loyola leaves, Belmont comes, Murray becomes a, a team really on the radar. Uh, can you take us through that process just a little bit, timelines, conversations, just a little bit of the how it all came to pass?
1: Well, as you know, and I'm sure your listeners and your, your viewers know, it's, it's been an cre- incredibly volatile environment in college mm. athletics the last two or three years in a lot of fronts, whether it's name image likeness, whether it's some of the litigation that's going on nationally conference realignment, uh, the one constant has been change in, in college athletics. And so as we, you know, studied the landscape, I guess is the best way to put it um, in terms of what the OVC um, membership looked like. You'll recall uh, within the last year, there's been four institutions that have left and Mm -hmm. we certainly haven't, taken a 74-year partnership for granted in any respect, uh, but, but felt like it was prudent from an asset preservation perspective from um, just representing our programs the right way for us to take a look. And so late September, early October, we made a statement that we were um, going to look at all options up to and including uh, remaining in the OVC. <laughs> And, and we did that. We spent, excuse me just a second, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry about that, I had a phone call. No worries. So we did that. We, we looked at all of our options. Um, the one very, very gratifying part of the experience was just the, the, the amount of interest in the racers. And, and I think that's a credit to the generations of coaches and fans and student athletes that have built something really special here. And it became very, early on, it became very clear that there was significant mutual interest um, between, um, shared interest between Murray State and the Missouri Valley Conference. And uh, so that conversation continued for a period of time, certainly quietly. Uh, there was a presentation that, that we participated in and, uh, and enjoyed doing so. We have a great story to tell at Murray State and, and uh, Dr. Jackson and our Board of Regents have been incredibly supportive as we tried to tell that story. And then uh, that culminated in an invite, um, which we are just incredibly excited and grateful for. And um, we, we there's great excitement for what lies ahead for Murray State Athletics. Uh, we are currently engaged in a um, vetting process with the Missouri Valley Football Conference as well. Okay. Um, and I know your show focuses predominantly on basketball, uh, but all 15 of our sports will be represented um, with – Uh, within the Missouri Valley Conference or um, provided, again, we're we're given an opportunity to join the Missouri Valley Football Conference, that we would do that as well.
0: Just a spectacular football conference as well. So it it could be a, a great thing for Murray State. Were there other conferences that you had maybe even serious conversations with?
1: Harry, I would tell you that that we were willing to engage and discuss with with anyone that had interest. And there certainly was a period of time in that process where we were incredibly active over the phone without getting into specifics Mm -hmm. um, regarding the who, when, what, where, and why. I would tell you there was great interest uh, in the racers. And uh, as a global brand, um, we perform well academically as an institution. Uh, The enrollment has been flat to up, which is pretty rare. Mm -hmm. Uh, And certainly in today's times, uh, athletics has been very strong over the last several years. And I will tell you, blessed to walk into a situation athletically, the 2018-19 academic athletic year, we won seven OVC championships and placed 100th in the Director's Cup out of 356 Division I institutions. Um, So incredibly strong. Um, uh, championship-level programs, and uh, there was great interest in that. And so it was it was an enjoyment to be a part of that process. But as I mentioned, uh, relatively early on, the the significant mutual interests uh, between the Missouri Valley Conference and Murray State University was established, and, and we pursued that uh, aggressively.
0: You guys said at your press conference, I think 90 or 91 percent of your student body comes from what will be the new Missouri Valley Conference footprint. So that had to be a big part of it. What else about the Missouri Valley Conference really interested leadership there at Murray State?
1: Well, I think you have, uh, at a high level, you have similar institutions, right? Similar DNAs, whether you're talking about enrollments, ACTs, academic support, um, academic performance, um, you know, funding, um, Uh, geographic region and the footprint certainly helps. Um, and so you look at it at a very high level, does it make sense as a university, uh, to align ourselves with these brands? And it certainly Mm -hmm. did. In this particular case, you've got some wonderful institutions, uh, in the Missouri Valley conference. Then you look at it athletically and, um, you're joining the Missouri Valley conference, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was founded in 1907. It's the second oldest league in the country. It's, Mm -hmm. um, the stability, uh, is one thing, um, the performance over time is another. And you start looking at whether it's basketball, baseball, women's basketball, um, softball, soccer, uh, that league has performed incredibly well. Growing up in the Midwest, I was I followed two leagues, the Big Eight at the time uh, and the Missouri Valley Conference. And the Missouri Valley Conference is, has evolved over time. When you look at all the different institutions that have been a part of that league since 1907, it's an honor to be a part of that so you've had incredible success in each one of those sports um, and that's certainly something that we wanted to align our athletic programs to I think whenever you start talking about multiple bids in the NCAA championships um, those are those are positive attributes that you want to align your programs with
0: how excited are you uh maybe like positively and kind of that visceral kind of feeling about Belmont and Murray going to that league I I, I think that to me adds just some spice and some excitement to the whole thing.
1: It does. Now, I will tell you, it is a rivalry. It's not a bitter rivalry. They're great Mm -hmm. people at Belmont. Um, Scott Corley has been unbelievable in in our time together uh, in the OVC and look forward to transitioning with him to the Missouri Valley Conference. Good people, great institution. Uh, Belmont does a wonderful job in a number of their athletic and academic programs, great university leadership. So it's a great rivalry for the fans. Uh, we saw here just a couple of weeks ago, we played the basketball game at their place, um, had a great showing. Uh, we play them again here in the CFSB Center on February 24th. I highly anticipate it'll be close to a sellout, if not a sellout. Um, it's a great rivalry. It, it reminds me a little bit of some of the old Kansas State, Kansas rivalries, uh, the Kentucky Louisville type rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a strong rivalry. Yeah. I'm
0: excited to watch that play out in the MVC well, while I've been watching it in the OVC. Um, and, and I was, I had Scott Corley on, on a, on a program like this after he and I happened to sit next to each other at a St. Louis U Belmont game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we happened to sit next to each other on press row. And I mean, he's a fan. I mean, like he is engaged with what's going on. What kind of athletic director are you? I mean, are you that guy too? I mean, are you super engaged? Or are you that guy that sits back a little bit?
1: Well, I, I will tell you in terms of, of pulling for invested interest in our student athletes and our coaches' success, I'm a massive fan. <laughs> my my style is uh, more so to – and I learned this from, from Mitch and from – Uh, Mark Coyle, who's currently at Minnesota, is some of the best athletic directors um, are able to navigate pathways and allocate resources and remove obstacles uh, and do it very, very well behind the scenes without having to be seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's certainly not the primary role of an athletics director. We need to push our coaches and our student athletes out front. So my style is that I'm a huge fan and advocate of them. Um, I don't sit in, uh, sit well at events. I need to be moving around, and, <laughs> and, but, but very much dialed in. Um, Mom and dad did a great job of, of establishing appreciation in all sports for us. I, I uh, was a student athlete in Olympic sport, swimming and diving. Uh, my sister played collegiate softball. Um, and so over the course of 25 years, I've become great fans of all of those programs.
0: Uh, Jeff Jackson is the brand new uh, commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference, and a lot of the Missouri Valley fans are getting to know him. Uh, but talk about your interactions with Jeff Jackson and just your perceptions of who he is.
1: Well, he's been first class from day one. We, we have some, you know, it's a small world in athletics. We have some some mutual relationships with his time in the Big 12, my time at Kansas State Know a lot of those uh, administrators. Um, from the Big 12 office. In fact, the AD that I worked for at Kansas State, Tim Weiser, is currently a senior associate commissioner, a deputy commissioner at the Big 12. Um, and so we, we had that element certainly to talk about. And then his background as a, as a basketball coach, uh, he's made some stops at some institutions. My, again, I mentioned earlier, my, my dad finished up as a provost at St. Bonaventure. Uh, in, in upstate New York. My, both my folks are from upstate New York, so that was going home for them. He made a stop there as an assistant coach. So we had an yeah. instant bond in terms of the Big 12 and, and his experience with basketball. And then as we engaged um, in the process with him and, and our passions for Murray State came through and, and his admiration for Murray State, um, he does a wonderful job of navigating those processes uh, of thinking ahead and, and putting the league in a position uh, to be successful down the road. I, I look forward to building our relationship, and I've, I've certainly enjoyed it very much uh, up to this point.
0: Uh, the OVC tournament in Evansville has been really successful in terms of fan support, largely because uh, Murray State fans show up. Uh, I call Evansville Murray State North uh, when I when I think about that tournament. Uh, and I think the Missouri Valley fans are in for, I don't know, I, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but, uh, but I think the, the Missouri Valley fans are in for something of a surprise spring of 2023 when the Murray State fans uh, descend on St. Louis.
1: Well, I hope it's a pleasant surprise. Our, our fans <laughs> are, they travel significantly well. And I, I would say not only the spring of 2023, I would anticipate um my, my colleagues in the Missouri Valley Conference seeing a lot of racer fans as we travel on the road and go into different places. This is a, is a athletics, passionate uh, place. It is a rabid basketball fan base um, and they do a wonderful job. So one of the slides, Harry, that, that we used in our presentation with the Missouri Valley Conference was to document and illustrate some of the best uh, single game crowds that we've seen mm-hmm. in Evansville at the Ford Center uh, in the OVC tournament. So I get here in March of 2019, uh, week two, we're at the OVC tournament and jaws lighting up the world. And, and, uh, we go into a semifinal game against Jacksonville state at the time. And we set the single game, uh, post OVC tournament, um, single game attendance record. And it was some, don't hold me to it. It was somewhere around 8,600. Um, that was the semifinal game, again, a record for the OVC. The final game against Belmont, again speaking back to the Belmont uh, rivalry, was ten. 000, I think it was announced at ten thousand six hundred,
0: and so that's we all set it the holds. record the
1: first night, and then the second night blew it away by about twenty five percent, and the place was unbelievable. And uh, our fans travel incredibly well. You know, I just before you and I got on today, I was having a conversation with our ticket staff. Uh, we our fans are so excited about postseason basketball. We go ahead and we put it, we pre-sell it on our season ticket a renewal form every year. So those season ticket renewal forms, they'll come out in April or May for the upcoming basketball season. We'll do football renewals and then get into basketball. We've got a slot on there for them to go ahead and put a deposit on their postseason uh, tournament tickets. And that's always been appreciated by the OBC because it helps them understand mm-hmm. from a revenue standpoint what that might look like. So that particular year and this year, our pre-sale... Uh, is almost identical. So if that gives you any indication about what the OVC tournament's going to look like in March, again, provided we do a good job getting our students up there and promote the single-game sales as well, we anticipate a great crowd up there this year. Uh, let's talk
0: about this year a little bit. Tevin Brown just set the OVC record for three-pointers in a career. K.J. Williams was just a third-time week a Player of the Week award winner. Tevin's won it three times. Juice has won it once. Uh, you've got a pretty stinking good basketball team this year.
1: Yeah, Matt and his staff have just done a phenomenal job with this group. And I will tell you, everybody had their challenges with the previous year uh, with COVID. And uh, we certainly experienced ours um, from uh, just from a health, from a cultural perspective, just a real challenge. And some teams did really well. And uh, we struggled in some areas. Administratively, we struggled in some areas, but, You know, they've bounced back really well, I will say, you know, I was talking with uh, Justice Juice Hill's parents the other night, um, after the win against Moorhead, and being involved in basketball for over 20 years, there's, there's, I can count on one hand the number of players that have improved the way that Justice has improved from last year to this year in terms of taking care of the ball i mean harry he had a game the other day where he was 20 points 10 assists and zero turnovers yeah. and um uh, man he's just done a phenomenal job his shot selection his his is off the dribble uh off the ball movement um he's quick off the dribble he will probe defenses uh and find that alleyway to get to the bucket when we really need a bucket he's done a phenomenal job kj has just been an absolute uh grinder down low and uh you can tell the scout uh, as you start to play these teams for the second time is get physical with KJ and and man he is he's going to battle every every game and doing a phenomenal job. Um, he's certainly a pleasure to be around. Um, Carter Collins has been a, a great addition to us. He's in the starting lineup. Uh, grad transfer from from Davidson has done phenomenal. And then of course Tevin Brown just broke the OBC um, career record in three pointers, and he does so much more than just shoot. He dribbles off the ball. Well, he moves off the ball. Well, um, he finds his shots. Um, he, he can drive when he needs to and create, but one of the reasons why Tevin has been so much improved this year is because of juice, because juice gets him the ball in some really great spots, which is what Jaw did as well. So Tevin can certainly create. Um, and, uh, but, but he does so, so well with a true point guard that can set him up uh, for some great things. And, and, you know, we've got three phenomenal players. That being said, Trey Hannibal, Carter Collins, D.J. Burns. I mean, D.J. Burns is, a, is an offensive rebounding factory. It's been unbelievable to watch our guys take pride in offensive rebounds. In fact, we've got a big board that we put in the student section where they're actually tracking offensive rebounds uh, throughout the game because it's become a source of pride for those guys. So great roster, great coaches and staff and, and support staff, and it's been a lot of fun this year.
0: Now, see, that's what I wanted to hear. Listen, you're just racking, you're you're just knocking it all out of the park, giving us a great scouting report on each guy. I remember talking to Matt preseason, and you had all these uh, a couple of different transfers coming in, and I, you know, it looked like they were going to get time and so forth. And I said, "Tell me about Justice Hill," and he said, "Well," and and he said, "I'm glad you brought him up. He's worked so hard. He's going to have a breakout season." He was talking to me about about Juice's work ethic in the off season, and so about four or five weeks in, I said, "Coach, you told me." he was going to break out. You know, he told me ahead of time, he was going to break out. And, and Van, has he been just amazing? I think uh, all season long.
1: Hey, as good, as good a coach as Matt is from October, late October through April, uh, he is just as good, if not better from February through May and that February through May, within that spring training and over the course of the summer, Uh, that's really the time where you make some hay from an individual player development perspective and he and his staff have done a phenomenal job with juice and we covered that before what's interesting is just anecdotal i walked into uh, our gym our offices are connected right to the cfsb center so i walked in there and and i watched uh, it was uh, pre pre pre-practice juice was getting some shots up and going through some some shooting drills uh, and then I had a reason to be in there a little bit later, about two or three hours later, and it was post-practice. And And Juice was going through some shooting drills. And, and of course, he's drenched. He'd been through a really uh, challenging practice. But he's shooting, you know, three three-pointers from about six or seven different spots around the arc um, and clearly getting frustrated when he didn't make three in a row at a certain spot, and then he would go back. And, you know, he was he was doing his deal. He was grinding through it. And what was really interesting, that was about three days before Belmont of course he goes you can't forecast going six for six uh in the first half and then the seventh one we give him a little heck on the seventh one because he 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 started he started drinking the Kool-Aid and he chucked one up and it banked in and then he looked over at the bench like this and and everybody thought you know what it's his day but he's certainly earned it he's worked incredibly hard you
0: guys still have a, a return with Belmont still have a return with Moorhead and not to discount the other teams but those are the three best teams in the league without question and and you still have some great rivalry games left this year and then the OVC tournament. I, I just think the close to the season in the OVC is going to be very special.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So we're um, we've got uh, we're at Austin P this Thursday. Uh, we host uh, Edwardsville, who is a much improved team. Um, Edwardsville has got a couple of uh, really special players. Um, and it's been fun to watch everybody grow in this process together. Uh, and then we've got road contests at Moorhead will be plenty of a challenge. Um, and then we host Belmont uh, on the 24th of February. Uh, both the the Austin P game that we host on Thursday, the 17th of February, and the Thursday, the 24th of February game against Belmont will be on ESPNU. So if folks can't be in the Um, can't be in the arena, we welcome you to come to the CFSB Center, but if you can't be there, it'll be on ESPNU and and surely to be a great, great night of basketball.
0: Excited about all that. Before I let you go, your broadcasters, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day, your broadcasters, I think are second to none. Uh, Neil Neil and Kenny do such a great job. And, uh, you know, I I mentioned on Twitter the other day, they were doing the Moorhead game. Uh, I mean, they were doing, they do all the games, but they were doing the Moorhead game. And it was also on on the TV coverage and they did such a great job of they were homers for sure. I mean, right. They're the Murray state people, but they were so appreciative and respectful and celebrated good plays by Moorhead too. I just think they're so good at what they do.
1: Well, those guys are phenomenal and, and they are so rare in, in this business. Um, uh, We've been blessed to work with some, some great radio personalities. First off, Neil's been doing it forever. Uh, So Neil's familiarity and his history, Mm -hmm. his knowledge of history uh, with the racers is unparalleled. Then you combine that with uh, Dave Weiner, our associate AD for media relations and communications uh, in the background, uh, feeding those guys that they drive, they do the road trips together, those three guys. So they're constantly talking about it. Of course, uh, Kenny, Kenny was a, a basketball coach himself and then also an administrator. Uh, within Murray State athletics for a period of time as well, so he's got this unbelievable, well-rounded coach's perspective, but also from an administrative. So, but between the three of those guys, they produce unbelievable broadcasts. And I would tell you, if there's one downside to, uh, uh, you know, the 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 Missouri Valley Conference has a deal where you're you're you need separate TV uh, broadcasts when you when you broadcast on ESPN Plus. Um, they, they prefer you not tie your radio in over the top of the ESPN plus broadcast. So we're going to have a heck of a time trying to decide where we put those guys, whether you put them on radio or you put them on the, on the video component. Cause they do a phenomenal job. Neil does all our coaches shows. Um, he's, he's, he's got good relationships with his student athletes as well. So it's fun to watch, fun to be a well, part of.
0: I've done a ton of play-by-play stuff myself and radio and TV and, and so forth. And, and so I'm very discriminating is all I'm saying. I'm not even saying I'm any good, but when I listen to people, I, I really analyze them, and, and those guys are spectacular, and, and I think you guys are blessed to have them, and, and so are the fans.
1: Harry, there's nothing like sitting with somebody, whether it's a coach scouting a game or sitting at a, at a table listening to a radio broadcast or doing what you do. Or when you're sitting with somebody and they're in their element, it mm-hmm. is so much fun to watch it. I'm with um I, we were in naples for the the mte the multi team event uh pre you know preseason and i got a chance to sit at the table with those guys and just listen and and did an interview occasional interview but i wouldn't take the headsets off cuz i just wanted to keep listening <laughs> to them they're they're phenomenal to listen to
0: uh, really outstanding. Kevin, appreciate your time today. So excited about you guys joining the Missouri Valley Conference and bringing those crazy fans and bringing your outstanding basketball program. And I know there are other sports and, and successful other sports, but like, as you mentioned, we're a basketball centric site. Uh, so appreciate your time today. Welcome to the Valley.
1: Thank you very much. We are so blessed and honored to be a part of it and uh, go racers.
0: And that's Kevin Saul. He's the athletic director at Murray State University of the OVC on their way to the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm Harry Schrader reminding you, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.